Hello, and welcome to Babe Cave. I am Amanda Pollock, and this is the Hustle episode. I am so pumped about this episode and uh, have had a couple cups of coffee and been listening to some Bruno Mars, get me pumped up, so I'm ready. So I wanted to start with this quote by Shonda Rhimes, and she says, I'm not lucky. You know what I am? I am smart. I am talented. I take advantage of the opportunities that come my way, and I work really, really hard. Don't call me lucky. Call me a badass. Yes. (laughs) People love the idea of hard work, but they rarely want to do it. I mean, when I think of grinding, you know, just getting up every day and just, you know, going after your dreams and never stopping, you know, it's not always fun, but you won't get anywhere without it. Uh, Los Angeles was a fantastic learning ground for me in that sense. I mean, I was surrounded by tireless pursuers who never saw no as an option. And working multiple jobs and interning just to be able to take like a free improv or acting class never really fazed me or a lot of people who I know. You keep your head down and you do what you have to do to get where you want to go. Part of the hustle is knowing, too, when to fight for yourself. You have to fight for your work because no one else will. And how will anyone know about what you want if you don't speak up? I remember a happy hour with some girls that I worked with um, when I worked in publishing. And everybody was kind of talking about how they're ready for the next step. Promotion, raise, more responsibilities, all of that. And a couple of the girls were actually saying how they were very uncomfortable with the thought of asking for a raise or promotion. And one of them said, well, you know, my boss sees, you know, all of the hard work I do. He knows. So if he's not giving me a raise, then it's because I'm not ready for it. False. That's absolutely false. No one's going to give you anything that you don't ask for. And I think it's one thing to be self-involved, but another thing to believe in your work and say, hey, I think this deserves another look for X, Y, and Z. When you have reasons for your, like why your work deserves another chance or a raise or you finally are ready for that promotion, it makes it harder for people to deny Cheryl Strandberg has this great quote, uh, feeling confident or pretending that you feel confident is necessary to reach for opportunities. It's a cliche, but opportunities are rarely offered. They are seized. I know I've said this before, but I have always believed that you have to create your own opportunities. You can't wait around for the role of a lifetime. You have to make that yourself. My senior year of college, I wanted to write for the local chapter of the food community, Edible. And Edible is a national magazine, uh, magazine community where uh, local chapters can be started by anyone. And I was very interested in writing for Edible East Bay, uh, that was, and they were based in Oakland. And there were no internships listed but I submitted my resume and writing samples and received an email back from an editor. And I immediately started writing for the Edible East Bay newsletter. And it was a great opportunity to grow my skills and it gave me confidence and internships after that. 
I was, you know, put on assignment immediately to cover a new coffee shop that was opening. And then I was uh, put on a story for a local uh, food walking tour that was a great learning experience. And those are still two of my all-time favorite clips that I've ever written. And my journalism professor is actually the person who really pushed us to create the internship that we wanted. If the thing that we were looking for wasn't out there, then we needed to just make it happen. You never know where your next job or whatever it is could be. So just ask. You know, the worst thing that somebody say, can say is, no, we don't have an internship available. We don't have a job available, whatever it is. And then you just keep moving. You know, when I started my fellowship at Cooking Light magazine, I was 28 years old. And as the oldest fellow, I felt an incredible advantage. I saw every task as an opportunity to show how I could handle responsibility, like even the smallest ones. And delivering the mail was one of my duties. And while some people might complain about delivering the mail, I saw it as a way to stand in the doorways of top editors who I would not normally have the chance to talk to. It was a way to chat for a few minutes and see if they needed help with any current or upcoming stories. I also wasn't afraid to knock on people's doors when I had an idea or a pitch. I was proactive and people were willing to listen because I also put in the time to show that I was worthy of them listening to me. Within the first month that I was at Cooking Light, I was emailing with the executive vice president of Time Inc. and pitching business ideas. <laughs> I wrote a blog series about working at Whole Foods that became the biggest blog of the year. I also proved myself with acquiring celebrity content and then producing my own videos for the brand. You know, I showed up and stayed late and kept my eyes peeled for the open doors. And not everyone can do that. You know, if you don't see yourself at the next level, you're never going to get there. And I never saw my status as a barrier to talk to the people who were above me. And I remember telling some people, oh, I, I've been emailing, you know, with so-and-so and so-and-so, and, you know, I, I started getting looped into a couple of larger emails with top executives at the company, and people were kind of shocked that I even had the gall, I guess, to, uh, or I'd like to say bravery, but um, to email people who are at the very top of the company. You know, you can't have any fear when you're just trying to make a name for yourself and open doors that might not be open for you. I attended a Q&A when I was still a fellow at Cooking Light, and it was with Callie Schweitzer, who created Motto, which is part of Time Magazine, and she was also the former editorial director for Time, Inc. And I loved her Q&A, so I sent her an email telling her how insightful and formative I found it to be and how I had a whole slew of pitches for Motto. And she wrote me back and was like, oh, send it my way. And then I started writing for Motto. But I never would have had that opportunity if I was too afraid to send an email because I thought that I would be rejected. Some people told me they were shocked I sent the email. But I never saw my status as a fellow as a disadvantage. I always saw it as an advantage, and I never let it keep me from 
reaching out to people who were above me. You know, not everyone is a hustler, though, and people can start to get insecure when they see you working hard. I love this quote by Minnie Kaling. She says that people get scared when you try to do something, especially when it looks like you're succeeding. People don't get scared when you're failing. It calms them. But when you're winning, it makes people feel like they're losing, or worse yet, that maybe they should have tried to do something too. But now it's too late, and since they didn't, they want to stop you. You can't let them. I can think of a handful of times where my perseverance wasn't met with open arms, where other people seemed to want to keep me in my place, which is always a little hard, but I had a, a fantastic boss, um, a few bosses in when I was at time in Birmingham, but my supervising producer in the studio, Mike Grady, somebody was talking about me. I think it was more of just like, oh, she seems like she's really aggressive. She seems like she's, you know, might be trying to overstep or whatnot. And he just responded, Amanda's a hustler. And I own that every single day. I know that there are people who don't like that. I know that there are people who I have met who are intimidated by my confidence and drive. I know because they've told me so. I don't care. Like Marianne Williamson said, your playing small does not serve the world. I enjoy the hustle and the long hours that come with an overflowing passion. I thrive off of the creativity of other people, and I crave the knowledge and understanding of what it is that's gonna get me to the next level. I will never apologize for any of that, and you shouldn't either. No matter what your hustle looks like, you need to own it and never let anyone tell you that it's too much. The people who get it will be like right there beside you, because the people who are truly successful in this world aren't afraid of someone else's ideas and hard work. They see it as motivation to pursuing their own dreams. It should add fuel to the fire, not put it out completely. Never forget that. You are exactly where you belong. You are doing the thing that you are supposed to do. And don't forget that you're not alone. And not everyone's going to get it. And not everyone's going to support you. And... I want you to remember that it's never about them. It's always about you. And there are people who do get it. So this is a shout out to all of the dope ass babes who are grinding and slaying every day, who are also celebrating and supporting other dope ass babes and who know their worth and won't settle for less. I see you and you're all my woman crush every day. So thank you so much, queens, for listening and tuning in and supporting and celebrating and doing all of the things. Uh, make sure to find me on Instagram and Facebook at Babe Cave Studios. Let me know how you are hustling. I want to know what your grind is because all of our things look different and, you know, your grind could be the thing that inspires the next. So thank you again so much, and I can't wait to be with you next week.